freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 219 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. The theme of our show this is going to, I'm having trouble with this one. <laughs> the Second Amendment is above the governor's pay grade. And the reason Question that is, mark? Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, as the show goes, you'll understand why I'm laughing at that. Our guest today is Alex Rubian. Alex is the president of the New Jersey Second Amendment Society. The NJ2AS right there behind his uh, head for those of us watching on video. And the NJ2AS is a human rights advocacy group that lobbies against unreasonable gun control laws, uh, read as all of them are unreasonable, unconstitutional. We believe in the responsible, the NJ2AS believes in the responsible ownership of the use of firearms as part of our rights as Americans under the Second Amendment of the Bill of Rights. The NJ2AS educates the public and the legislature, who I think needs educated even more than public, on the safe and responsible use of firearms, laws, and policies to protect all of our freedoms. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thanks for having me back on, guys. Man, it's been way, way too long. And uh, I even caught myself the other day that I realized, okay, the last time I had you on, I was calling you Alex, and now it's Alejandro. So well, I, go ahead. Going back to my Cuban roots, my whole family calls me Alejandro, and it's just, uh, you know, it stuck when we started using it in the office with my staff and everybody else. So everybody likes to call me Alejandro now. I thought it would be a good fitting reason because, um, you know, my parents fled communist Cuba. I'm sorry, my, my mother's family fed communist Cuba. And, uh, you know, my whole entire family is basically saying it's deja vu all over again of what's happening to America and how they are li literally trying to trick the people into giving up their rights. Absolutely. And there's uh, people out there that would say that, you know, unless you're uh, basically Dan, right, uh, over 50 white dude Thank you. usually with a beard though unusually wearing camo unless you're that dude that you don't even have any use for the second amendment and you know i think that it's it's wise of you to go back to your roots and help people understand that the second amendment the bill of rights are for all of us and well what's even a very valid point but what's what's sad is that, you know i have such a deep connection with the minority community especially you know a lot of my family they, they married hispanics and you know just the family get-togethers and how many of them are just telling me like joe biden told the black community you're hispanic you're cuban you can't think that way 
you have to think this way and, and so forth. I mean, that is the, that is the definition of, of, of slavery, of controlling somebody by telling them they have to think this way only because they are a part of a certain group, which is by far the most racist thing that you could say. Thank you. Right. Thank you for that. And, um, you know, have they met you? They think that they can tell you what you're supposed to think? Well, <laughs> I I've been, think that's going to fly. <laughs> I'm slowly being uninvited to certain family functions. Yeah. Alex uh, has a lawsuit on every one of his families. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Hey, Alex, I, I need to ask you about this. The theme of today's segment is uh, the second amendment is above the governor's pay grade. Why are we mentioning that today? Man, I mean, how much time do we have? Because we can go on and on of what's going on, not only with our governor, with our state, with our, our legislators. It, you know, this is what we've been saying for a long time. They went from trying to trick us to lying about what they really believed in the second minute to now they just blatantly come out and say, I don't care about the Bill of Rights. Um, the second amendment does not protect an individual right to own guns. Nobody's trying to take your guns away to now we're coming to take your guns. Nobody needs an AR-15. Hell yeah, we're gonna come take your AR-15. Uh, I mean, and this is just the craziest, um, just chain of events that's occurring. I mean, just in my time frame of being involved, you know, for about, you know, almost 10 years now, the, the way they changed their rhetoric, their dialogue, to now they just come out, they blatantly say, we don't care about the Bill of Rights. We don't care about the Constitution. We don't care about your fundamental God-given rights. We're just going to come and take it. We're not thinking about it. We don't care about it. Did, did your governor, Phil Murphy, did he say the words, the Second Amendment is above his pay grade? The governor of New Jersey, did he say this that? exactly what he said. To give a little backstory, he was on Tucker Carlson, where he, Tucker asked him, uh, you know, about the Bill of Rights and why he thinks he has the authority to do these things that he's doing in our state, like shutting down gun stores, like shutting down gun ranges, while they simultaneously claim they want common sense gun laws, they want to advocate, they believe in firearm safety, but you know, they shut down every firearm safety group and organization and company so that people can learn about how to be proficient in the second amendment safely. And then they say, I wasn't thinking about the Bill of Rights. That's not important for me. That's above my pay grade. I mean, this is the definition of insanity. But once again, I'm not surprised that it came from our governor's mouth. Well, the governor is supposed to uphold, uphold the Constitution of the United States. And for him to say that would be an automatically, okay, you have to leave. Yeah. Right? I mean, One not, would only think. a very few, short, a few years before that, he's putting his hand on the Bible, swearing to uphold the Constitution, swearing to uphold the Bill of Rights and protect it. And this is why our founding fathers, when they took the oath of office, they said they will protect the United States, the Constitution and Bill of Rights from enemies foreign and domestic because they knew people like Governor Phil Murphy would rise to power like Hitler did, like other communists did, like, mm -hmm. like Fidel Castro did, like my grandparents told me. They believed in him at first. He tricked everybody in the same way Governor Murphy is tricking everybody today and stomping and destroying the Bill of Rights, uh, ridiculing and laughing at our Constitution. Our, our founding fathers knew exactly what would happen, and that's why they say we have to protect our nation from enemies foreign and domestic. 
So what you mentioned earlier about the, the families getting together and everybody thinks you're crazy because you're different. That same thing is what they're doing. The governor is saying, if you don't believe in what I believe in, then you're stupid and you shouldn't be here. And I'm here to protect you, right? Yeah, that, you know, that, that's the saddest part is that dangerous rhetoric that he's putting out there to vulnerable people that are watching him saying, yeah, you know what? The Bill of Rights is not important. Heck, we know we don't teach it in our schools anymore, and they minimize it, and they disregard it. So now you have the highest authority in our state telling people, it's above his pay grade. It's not important. We don't have to think about it. It's not relevant. It's not important. Uh, I'm listening to what doctors and scientists are telling him. Uh, you know, it, It's just, it's so <laughs> draconian. It's so Orwellian. You, know, you read these books, and I, I just, I look back, and reading these books like 1983 and, and just saying like, wow, it's literally happening. It's, it's happening right in front of our face and our country yeah, is being destroyed. Our state is destroyed. We would not allow that 50 years ago, 25 years ago. We would no. not allow for a governor to say it's above my pay grade. We would not allow that. No, I, I recently read 1984 and I recently read. Uh, oh, sorry, 1984. I said, I, I'm thinking of my, <laughs> my birth year. Oh, well, I graduated high school in 1984, so holy cow, man, oh, okay. I'm dating myself. But, um, but yeah, so I, I recently read both of those, and it was right before all of this, maybe a year or two before all this COVID stuff started happening. And even then, I was like, it was giving me goosebumps of how far we have strayed from this document, which is way easier and way smaller to read than even, you know, those two books that I just mentioned. And yeah. how many people actually, you know, take the hour that it takes to even read our, our constitution and our bill of rights to understand when they make these changes and when they, these little cast off lines, like your governor about, oh, I wasn't even thinking about the bill of rights when I completely trampled on it. Exactly. These, these throw, people don't understand how incensed, how aghast we should be. And um, it, it's a little bit terrifying. I'm not, I'm, I'm not able to camouflage that. It is terrifying to me that, um, that people are not more just like freaking out that our elected officials are behaving the way that they are. And, and, you know, there has been some uprising and, uh, you know, just uh, pushback that the, that the New Jersey uh, media has been silencing and minimizing. But most importantly, what, what, what the governor and the government of New Jersey is doing right now is they're normalizing this and they're desensitizing us to the idea of the government can control every aspect of our life. And that's really the most important part. You think it's bad now. Wait till next time. Wait till the next time the government does something of this nature where they literally control. And the governor has boasted about this, bragged about this, saying, I have all the authority to shut your life down, shut your business down, and confine you into your home. Because, you know, I'm not quoting him here, but, you know, what he's in essence saying is, you're too stupid to yeah. think for yourself. You're too stupid to take the precautions that I'm going to take and force you to do. But we're proving him right. We in the larger we sense, not, not 
Alejandro and Dan and Cheryl, but we as a society are proving him right. We are too stupid because we just go, oh, okay, mm -hmm, yeah. sure. Yeah, I'll just gobble it down without thinking it through. Um, it's, well, it is so infuriating to me that we, we are that bridge that is going to leave a far diminished nation to the next generation because we are actually behaving as we are too stupid to understand how awful it is, how tyrannical these, these actions are. But the New Jersey Second Amendment Society has sued mm -hmm. the New Jersey government mm -hmm. several times and several won. Times. And won. won. Every single time. Uh, we just got good news on Friday. You guys are probably going to be the first to hear that also with all this, the governor, he revoked my press credentials, and my press access. Whoa. Because he could not stand of the of the objective, unbiased, honest questions that I was asking him that millions of people around the nation have watched and seen and heard and revolted back to, you know, kind of gave it back to him on his social media platforms. And they, what did they do? They revoked my press credentials. They kicked me out. They, while he simultaneously disarmed all of us, he surrounds me with his armed guards to have me pulled out and uh, not let into his press uh, conferences. That is how tyrannical these people are. They, they, you know, the biggest misconception we have is that they hate the Second Amendment and they hate guns, right? But in reality, they love guns. They right. love guns, but only when they have it. Right. Only when they have it. <clears throat> the same way Fidel Castro and uh, his regime took my grandparents' guns away. And while they surrounded themselves with guns, he did the same thing to me. I mean, the video is there. The best part about it, I recorded everything. Everybody can go to nj2as.org, look at our news department, look at our YouTube channel, where they surround me with all these armed guards kicking me out and stomping not only on our Second Amendment right, but on our First Amendment right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we get millions of people viewing our website and viewing our content every year. They have the right to access that information. Because I, I can tell you firsthand, the New Jersey media is in collusion with the New Jersey government. Mm -hmm. They are so biased. If a Republican governor did a fraction of the things our governor's doing now, they would be burning down his, you know, home. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, really what we're doing now is exposing the truth. That's all we're doing is exposing the truth. So what happened on Friday? Uh, you so won on Friday, the, we, uh, we, uh, the governor's uh, administration came back to us. They uh, provide, are going to reinstate my press credentials so I can go back to the press conferences and government meetings. Um, so we're, that's phase one. Phase one was addressing the fact that they, they stomped, on, stomped on my First Amendment rights and they revoked my press access. <laughs> While the New Jersey media uh, advocacy organization simultaneously said, oh, you don't need these uh, special press passes. You know, the, the government meetings are open to the public. And they <laughs> reneged on their <laughs> statement. So we're also suing them as well. So they made us an offer. We're, we're negotiating with them. But the governor's office is restating my press credentials. That's phase one. Phase two is going to be getting financially compensated for violating my First Amendment right. And, you know, that's going to take a, a little longer to resolve. But the money that they have to put out for this is nothing to them because the citizens will give us more. Yeah. Well, here's the sad part, and this is what's something that really bothers me. I can't imagine like Cheryl Todd in the capacity of the host, you know, of, her, of your radio show did something bad. But 
you cannot be sued liably in your private life. So in all these lawsuits, it says Governor Murphy in his official capacity. So I, I can't imagine being an executive of a company or some executive of a Fortune 500 company being sued as the CEO in his official capacity, but not being liable for the damage he caused, let's say, millions of people due to some recall of some sort or some type of uh, bad product they designed right. and put out there. So why are, you know, it's incredible that the government, government can be sued under the official capacity and be not liable personally, and then the taxpayers have to pay it. So right. we are the largest organization that, um, so we are the, uh, our organization is, is the largest recipient of settlements from our lawsuits. We received hundreds of thousands of dollars in, uh, because of the victories of our lawsuits. But if, if Governor Murphy was paying out of his own pocket, he would be thinking very differently on mm -hmm. the things that he advocated but, for. But he doesn't care because of taxpayers, i.e. Right. me. Mm -hmm. I pay for that. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's why they act as recklessly as possible. Imagine I said, hey, Cheryl, Dan, here's my credit card. Let's go back to Vegas. Go gamble whatever you want. You're going to think very differently right. than if you were gambling with your own money. And that's exactly what they do. They've made it a standard. And not only New Jersey government and federal government and so forth, that they can act as recklessly as they want. They can trample on our First Amendment, Second Amendment, and our Constitution and our Bill of Rights with no fear of being personally liable for it. And, and they cover that up, too. The media doesn't announce it. And so they basically just have – they can do whatever they want because there's yeah. no repercussion to it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. There's no consequence. There's no punishment. You guys have beautiful grandchildren. Imagine telling them – Oh, you can do whatever you want. You won't be punished for your actions. The children and kids in general, like my nephews, for instance, they would act very differently. But when I say don't do that because you're going to suffer that punishment, they act very differently. They make sure they don't do what I told them not to do. Well, I wish every person on this earth would send a constitution, one of these packets to, uh, I'm not going to call him the governor. I'm going to call him your ruler uh, <laughs> because uh, maybe he would... Uh, spend a little time and read it or something i don't know but well that's, that's about his grade, so i don't think he'll read it and you know we're talking about one of the original 13 colonies the ones that formed yeah. the united states is deforming it well and you know that even that that statement about it's above his pay grade in a way i agree with him because he should have nothing to say about the second amendment none of these elected uh representatives you know should they should be representing us, A, and B, it isn't up to them. Our founders were very careful to write in just one of the amendments, the clause shall not be infringed. And yeah. that amendment was the second amendment, uh, okay. which is in the Bill of Rights, which is the firewall between what the governors and the mayors and the you know city uh, leaders, whatever, uh, are allowed to, allowed to do in our personal lives. So in a way it is above his pay grade. Well, you know, it, it, people talk about New Jersey and um, obviously we've, we've been on national trips together. So people, you see how people react when I tell them I'm from New Jersey, but it's not <laughs> just New Jersey. Look at how our United States Supreme court just yeah. literally trampled on, trampled on I know. the, the lawsuits saying they're not important. If this was anything else, if yes. this was anything else, they would have taken up every single one of those 10, bill, uh, 10 lawsuits before them and get provided them cert and listen to every single one of them. If this was about voting rights, if this was First Amendment issue, 
if this was anything with any other left-wing organization or left-wing group or left-wing cause, let's say, uh, they mm -hmm. would have taken up every single one of those uh, bill, um, I'm sorry, not bills, any of those um, lawsuits, uh, cases, cases, yeah, yeah, court cases, and they would have listened to them. You know, so it's not just New Jersey, right? It's it's what's happening nationally, the national narrative, and you know, from my sources saying, well, no, they didn't want to take it up because it's a it's a um, it's an election year and so forth. That's more reason to take it up. What why are, are we? Of? Why are we? Second Amendment advocates, gun owners, law-abiding, responsible citizens. Why are we so easy to ignore and cast exactly. aside? Hey, Cheryl, if this was any other issue, I've said this so many times, and I'm, ha I'm so happy to put this on record with our videos and our content and my interviews. If, they, if the left was going through a fraction of the things you and I would be going through, they would be burnt. My, my exact words I've always used. They would be burning down our cities. And what are they doing now? They are burning down our cities, destroying our history. And because we're, you and I are normal, civilized human beings, we would never dare do that. But, you know, it's, it's, our, it's a blessing and a curse. You know, we're, we're, we act civilized. We would never do the things the left does to us. We would never destroy your business. We would never destroy your livelihood, your personal lives and so forth. You know, but at the same time, we have to start having a very different conversation about how serious this is going to turn into because our rights are being trampled on, yeah. you know, right, right now, uh, you know, right now a woman in fear for her life cannot protect herself the same way a woman in Pennsylvania could with a firearm because they don't believe in the second amendment in our state. It's really ridiculous. How, how much of a permission based yeah. life we are living more and more, and especially New Jersey is such an example of that. I mean, you have to have permission to go and listen to your governor speak, yeah. you know, you, you, you know, then you have to have permission to do everything. And then they revoke the permission and then what you don't exist. That, that, just... That's perfect. That's perfectly said, Cheryl. While three years ago, as I was getting all my training, as we were putting together our news team, the Press Association of New Jersey, in writing, in writing, have said, oh, you don't need a press pass to do the things that you want to do, to gain the access that you need to government functions. You just need a press pass if you want to go to a private sporting event, you know, blah, 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 you know, or a concert of some sort. So we have it in writing. But the second we um, uh, asked the questions that they didn't want us asking, you know, about why the governor surrounds himself with armed guards while disarming all of us, and shutting down gun stores and removing every lawful mean means of being able to um, not only purchase a firearm but also be proficient in the Second Amendment. Uh, what do they do? They revoked our press access. They kicked us out. They simultaneously surrounded us by armed guards, and you know that's why we sued the governor. That's why we sued the police. That's why we sued the press association, and we're winning. We are winning that, you know, because they don't want Cheryl Todd having her you know, uh, her, her show and to talk about and, and Dan's show. They don't want you having a voice. Right. They will do everything to shut down you, to shut down me so that we cannot talk about the things that we want to talk about. Alex, you, know? you are, you are amazing at fighting these things. I mean, just amazing. But my question is how are we going to fix it so that we don't have to fight anymore? How do well, we that, fix You know, uh, th that's something that, uh, unfortunately, we, we have to forever do. Um, unfortunately, this fight will never end. 
Uh, I think it would be very naive to say that after we, you know, accomplish X, Y, Z, uh, we will never have to fight for the Second Amendment. Um, this country is under attack. We are at a war. This is a modern war. This is modern warfare. I've said this so many times while people call me paranoid and blah, 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 all these other, all these other types of names. But this is because it's about control. And what is the control today? Prior to that, they used to burn down printing presses. They used to have, they used to have book burnings, right? Mm -hmm. Where they'd like take something that they don't want you reading and they'd have these public book burnings. And what are they doing to, let's say, I hate using labels, but what they want to call conservative voices. Mm -hmm. They want to shut us down. They revoke my press access. They try to remove my ability to ask questions. They shut down people, you know, like Facebook and all these mainstream companies are doing, shutting down conservative voices, removing their platform, demonetizing them. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they're doing. It's very scary what's going on. It's well, very, very scary. They're closing down food stores and movie theaters, <clears throat> everything else right now, too. So, I mean, this is a test run for the government. Yeah. They're closing. I mean, literally, they could people wake up because they could close our stores tomorrow that we buy our groceries from and make us wait in line to get our food. That's it's true. that simple. That's true. It is, it is the control. <laughs> exactly what Alex had. Uh, it's about it, the control. It's about destroying our livelihood. They don't, they want to destroy capitalism. They want to destroy private businesses and look, surprise, surprise. I mean, I wish I said this publicly, you know, outside of my friends and family that I, you know, that I talked to about these issues. Now they want to go for some type of socialized government business program where the government controls the businesses because obviously private businesses can't operate for themselves, you know, during times of this nature. Uh, it's their words, not mine. It's their words. They're doing exactly what a tyrannical, draconian, you know, socialist, communist uh, dictator would do. And whoever, you know, is out there controlling it, like Governor Murphy, he wants to shut down private businesses. He gets to pick and choose the winners and the losers, mm-hmm. right? I'm in, a, I'm in a packed supermarket yesterday, food shopping, but a small local private business can't operate. Walmart, if you go there right now, there are hundreds of people uh, inside that store you know, operating, but yet the smoke, the local mom and pop shop is not able to operate because of the, of the threats involved. Uh, And they're trying to make it, especially, I think part of this new, we're we're sitting in the the studio on um, Monday, June 22nd, 2020. So anybody listening to this later on will have a, a, you know, a pin in their, their mental map about where, where we are with things, but we have the big election coming up, the next big election coming up. And Arizona happens to be a purple state. We used to be very, very conservative, very red. We are now more purple. And I can't help but believe that this this new wave of them telling us how every day, there's a news alert, how many new corona cases is setting the stage so that we we can't responsibly go out and vote in in person. Exactly. We're going to have to mail those in and let that piece of paper go through a gajillion of different hands before it actually gets recorded, if it even gets recorded. I mean, how rife for voter fraud is that whole system? Exactly. And how weird is it that it falls down a political line? So you're telling me that there's not one person that's in the Democratic Party that that takes a minute and goes, you know what, you know, if you had online voting or if you had this paper, you know, mailing in voting that that somehow maybe it wouldn't be secure, 
why is that not something that's just a, a human issue that they go, well, some people think it's okay and some people don't. No, it's very along political lines. Democrats think it's absolutely a-okay and Republicans are like, whoa, 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 I'm not so sure about that. And so, um, like you said, people can go to Walmart like crazy, but they can't go to church, right? Exactly. They can go to all these other places, but they can't show up at the voting booth. Yeah. Come on. The logic train has to stay on the track at some point. Yeah, I'm happy you brought up logic train because when you hear the governor actually being questioned by a, well, I thought it was a very good question coming from New Jersey media about why he can attend all these protests and, um, you know, being surrounded by thousands of people, but people can't go to church, people can't go to other public functions. His, I mean, you have to watch it for yourself because his explanation and his logic train, I love that phrase, is just unbelievable. And it goes right back to everything else. He gets to pick and choose, you know, what he wants to do, what he wants to support, what businesses he thinks are important to be open or closed because he's, you know, he's a dictator. He believes he's in charge, that nobody should dare question his authority. And it it just blows my mind. Nothing has to go through the legislator in New Jersey. Everything is done by him through executive action. And uh, you cannot scream more, you know, more of a hypocrite than, than himself while he is going to all these protests throughout New Jersey with hundreds and thousands of people surrounding him, you know, side by side, elbow to elbow, not even six feet apart, right? But you cannot go and support your local, your local deli and go get somebody to eat there uh, or go to church, most importantly, or go to a gun store or go mm-hmm. to a gun store mm-hmm. and or even go to a gun range where mm-hmm. the air coming in and out of the gun range is cleaner through the massive filtration systems that you have there. But somehow that's a threat to our health and he has to make sure all those are shut down in New Jersey. It's just ridiculous. It's going to be too late if we don't, I know you're doing everything you can do, but the people don't wake up. It's going to be too late. It's going to be so hard to try to get it back once it's gone. Right. And they use, you said it earlier, they use our reasonableness against us. Yeah. Right. Because we're going to be reasonable. We're going, we're not the rabble rousers. We're just going to be like, well, you know, maybe, okay. I guess that kind of makes sense that we can go along to get along. Well, you know, that worked, I guess, fine for the, uh, the English until they went to Lexington and Concord and said, okay, so those guns right there, we're going to, we're just going to take those. And then the citizens finally said, how about no? Right. There's, how about how about the answers? No, you don't we're put, not. We're not giving one more inch. You don't put baby in a corner. Don't put baby in a corner. That's right. Awesome. I'm serious because dirty dancing reference. Because it's gonna be it's gonna be to that point where they're gonna push us so hard that people are gonna say not 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 on my watch. Mm-hmm. Well, listen. All these revolutions that have happened throughout history for liberty and freedom have all started from a very small minority group of people. You know, we don't need millions. We don't need hundreds of thousands. It's, to, to start something. Uh, I think it's going to get to the point where, you know, the, the government's going to push so hard and do so much to try to control our lives that some, you know, it's inevitable. It's inevitable that something's going to happen or people are going to stand up for their rights and say enough is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had too much of this and that's it. And uh, I, I believe how they're exploiting this situation to expand their power and authority over us while they boast about it. And the governor's on record, he's on video saying, I have all the authority to do this. Like, not even sympathetic that, you know, companies are being shut down. But 
you know, he's sympathetic when he has to lay off, you know, thousands of government uh, uh, um, employees, but doesn't care about the private business. Why? Because there's nothing, as a, as a business owner myself, there's nothing more liberating and, and empowering, as you guys know, as business owners, than being able to control your own ship, mm-hmm. to steer your own ship, to run your own business after all the heartache you put into it. Yeah. You know, after all the time and effort you go into building your own business, there's nothing more liberating, there's nothing more empowering as an individual to, to be able to do that. And the and government yes. says, oh, how are we going how, how to control their lives now? Yeah. And so get this. So the, the businesses they're shutting down, those are the same businesses that these politicians, right, as opposed, as, as distinguished from public servants, these politicians are going to come to and say, hey, can you want to donate to my campaign? So they yeah. need our money. Well, how are they going to get our money if we aren't open for business? The, yeah. It's the taxpayers, the businesses that are taxpayers that are helping to fund the uh, the staff members of these politicians. So he feels bad laying those people off. Well, we're the ones that pay their their paycheck yeah. with the hard work that we do that we're many of us are being prevented from doing. So again, it's just like that none of it makes any sense and it all does point to control and it all does point to, you know, this social socialized socialism um, way of having the government try to, to run everything. Well, we see how successful they are at that with failed government program after failed government program. So. Yeah. We don't, we don't see, uh, you know, people talk about this utopia of let's just call it what it is. It's communism. They want to control every aspect of our lives. They rebranded it. They called it Democrat socialism, you know, for a reason, but it's, it's straight up communism. It's straight up control of your life, every aspect of it. But uh, we don't see a problem at, at the border of Venezuela and Mexico and Cuba, people f- trying to flee into those countries uh, to, you know, to, to go live there. Why are people coming to America? Because we're the greatest nation in history and people want to come here and they will do everything in their power to try to come and um, live in America and have the American dream. And that's why we have a waiting list. Like my friends, they came here lawfully. Like my family, they came here lawfully. They had to wait in line. They had to wait their turn. And, and that, that, that exists for a reason. Mm-hmm. For sure. But then they come here and then they want the same way that they, where they lived. You know, they, yeah. there's a lot like that. But you know what my biggest fear is? I think the government or the people of power are trying to make us turn against each other mm-hmm. so that we don't concentrate on the government we're concentrating on worried about another minority, we're ta- we're, uh, another nationality or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that scares the heck out of me right now because there's so much hate out there. We didn't have this hate before. Something's going on. And I think they're wanting to distract us from the control of the government by being worried about your next door neighbor. Yeah. I mean, uh, I always watch uh, Penn and Teller and he talks about how he uh, makes a distraction over here so you don't see what they're doing over here. And, as, and government are masters of that. Uh, I mean, how many of you know that Hillary Clinton is currently being investigated? Nobody talks about that. Yeah. Uh, by the know, way, I, though, right? I mean, I'm sorry? Like, by the way, though, you would think that that would be a national headline, but somehow it just slips, slips by. Oh, yeah. we, we ran out of time. Our, our show is up, and I'm sorry we didn't get to the other news. Yeah, Donald Trump. 
if, if any of the Trumps were being investigated for half the things that she's being investigated and interrogated about, it would be, it would be game over. What oh, happened to Russiagate? What happened yeah. to the whole Russian collusion? What, what, where did that go? Where did those news stories and those headlines go where all these, they had all these uh, promises, big stories coming out and, you know, all this uh, irrefutable evidence and so forth. What happened to that? Mm, yeah, it went in the garbage bin where it really belonged in the first place, I think. But we've got to uh, wrap up. But right. um, uh, Alex, Alejandro, yes. uh, thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for taking this time with us. We will have you back on again before it, what has it been, like two years? Shame on me. Um, I, I don't even want to, because it feels like yesterday, but it, it might, might be probably over two years. It's for as much as you do, for as much as you do, we should have you on every week. That is the truth. But tell folks. Well, I, love, I love your program. I love, I love what you guys do and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you. Tell folks how they can find you and follow you before we. Oh, yeah. Most importantly, um, you can follow the New Jersey Second Amendment Society right behind me, nj2as.org. We're also on social media, all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just uh, search for New Jersey Second Amendment Society or nj2as and uh, we'll come up and just make sure you follow us and like us. Fantastic. Awesome. And I'm hoping that the gun rights policy conference is actually going to happen in person this year. They're talking about maybe having to do it digitally. Um, oh yeah, I know it's in Florida and Florida has been pretty freedom minded. So hopefully it'll, it'll work out, but that's uh, one of the key places that we always get a chance to see each other. So I'm, I'm yeah, absolutely that, yes. that that pans out. We get to see each other. Uh, a little later this year. But thank you again so much. We really appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Great seeing you. Thanks, Alex. Stay well, okay? You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. That? I wish every state had one of him. Just one. You know, it's true. Here in Arizona, we have um, the AZCDL. And yes. that group, the Arizona Citizens Defense League, they were founded by people who had already lived in places where their freedom was removed like New Jersey, like Chicago. Weren't they from New Jersey? Wasn't uh, Dave Cobb from New Jersey? I feel like he was from Chicago, but maybe so. New York, maybe. maybe. It was it was one of those states that was really, really uh, anti-gun. So anyway, thank you very much, Alex, for being on the show. This is this is awesome. It kind of makes you wake up. I mean, could you imagine living uh, twenty years ago, saying a governor would say that he didn't know what the uh, uh, he it was above his pay grade for the constitution didn't even didn't even give it a thought how would the how what? would the we bill react to that how would we react to that that's like okay we've got this great teacher for you kid for your kids at this school and we're going to take your kids we're going to put them in with this teacher she doesn't know anything but she's she knows how to smile and she'll make sure your kids get a cookie but she doesn't know anything okay is that okay no, it's not okay. This man is supposed to be leading our country. He's supposed to be doing what the people of his state ask of him to do. And what is he doing? He is ruling, ruling, that word, rule, okay? He's ruling our country. I mean, our state. Well, the state of New Jersey. Yeah, state. And there's people like that, like, all over. There's, just there's ones that probably become a Newsoms. few in every in every state. There's a few Newsoms in every state. Newsoms, few Murphys. Yeah. But um, I mean, we have to we have to care. But before we can care, we have to know. Right. And that is part of the problem. Is that um, 
too few people have made it a priority to uh, even know what our founding documents are. Why do we even have founding documents? You know, too many people don't even understand that, right? They say, well, what's significant? You know, you'll see this man on the street. They go out and the people at the beach or, you know, wherever they are, and they put a microphone in front of them and say, what's significant about the year 1776 or, you know, uh, who is, who is Thomas Jefferson or who, you know, he's on, he's on my nickel. Yeah. And they're, of course, they're going to show us the answers of the people that gave the, the funniest answers. Um, and usually the funniest ones are the most checked out. But there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of them out there. That's easy to make answers. It's true. And as much as any of us know, there's always more to learn. And you can't just absorb the information ourselves and go, okay, so I'm super smart, right? We have to be imparting that. That's why we are so blessed to have this radio show because we can have people who are doing the work, walking the talk, experts in their field, people like Alejandro Rubian um, come on our show and talk to us. And it's not just that he's telling Dan and Cheryl, because of the time and place that we live in, it's amazing. We can sit in front of these microphones. He can be in New Jersey. We're in Arizona. This goes to the entire world. And the people that hate freedom and hate knowledge, they're going to do everything they can to get in the way of that message. So once you know it, whoever's listening or watching right now, once you know what you're learning, you are being held responsible for that knowledge and passing it along. Because otherwise, truly the nation that we hand to our next generation is going to be so far diminished. I mean, we open every show with the, the Ronald Reagan quote, right? right? Freedom's not in our DNA. Thank you for Cheryl's commentary. Was I, that my, my that's, that's was your, that was your. Okay, so I have a real basic lesson here. This is the Constitution of the United States. It was made, so from what I understand, it was made so that we control the government. The government doesn't control us. Now, all you people listening today, 90 to almost 98% of everything you do is regulated in one form or another. Drinking a beer, that's regulated. When Who can sell it, when it can be sold, what time it can be sold, and how much that beer costs is regulated through the government. Everything you do, cigarettes, I'm not a smoker, but they're still regulated heavily. Firearms, regulated. Everything you do is regulated. And you know why it's regulated? Because we vote for people who make those regulations. And Wait, I just want you to know. Who's, I, whose fault is that? That's right. I just want you to know. Our fault. Yes. We let that happen. I want to get back to the guy drinking the beer. Okay. All they need to do is say, due to COVID, you cannot manufacture beer anymore because it's dangerous. Why now, is it dangerous? We don't know. No, just because, hey, it's for Some the safety, it's for, for the children. Yes, it's for the children. That's where they get us. They say right. it's for your own right. safety and, and this, health. And I, we I, go, I, oh, okay. I'm reading Facebook, Facebook about all these, the people that are, that are saying you're stupid if you wear a mask, you're stupid if you don't wear a mask, and they're getting ugly, nasty. But again, this is a form of regulation. And, you know, they're going to end up taking those things away from us because now they know how to control it. They use this as a test. 
the COVID thing, I think, is a test, in my opinion. That look how we were able to do this with COVID. We can do it with fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Everything's a test. Life so is a test. If you don't believe me, go ahead and put your mask back on and sit in the corner. But we are regulated. We are. All right. So on that lovely, happy note, we are going to thank our amazing listeners. And we're going to thank you in advance for helping share the information that you learn here. But truly, I want you to feel the weight of responsibility that once you learn something, it's good for you. But really, you've got to help other people the younger generation know what we know because we all have an expiration date. And once we pass, if we haven't imparted, look at all these books on the shelf behind me for the people watching on, on YouTube, on OpsLens, or on GunStreamer. That was somebody sitting down imparting knowledge of some sort. Now, some of it's silly, some of it's funny, some of it's historical, some of it's spiritual. Um, some historical of it's and hysterical. And hysterical. Um, but they took the time to impart it. Now I get that book. I stick it on the shelf. Did I read it? Yes. Uh, you've read 98% <laughs> of those books or at least pretend like you've read them. Okay. I'm a reader, but you know, sometimes people just decorate their shelves with books. They don't actually read them. And then they don't, uh, that knowledge stops right there. It's just sits there and collects dust. That is not what this show is about and what the people that we bring on honor their time right? We try to honor your time by bringing you great information, honor the, the speaker's time, the guest time by sharing that great information. All right. I'm off of that soapbox. So thank you to our awesome listeners. Thank you to our amazing guest. Alex is um, just an incredible guy, young guy doing great work in the state of New Jersey. And I know that that is reverberating, sending out waves to other people going, you know what? I could do that too. And I need to do that too. Um, it's fun to help. It is fun to help. It is. I mean, we've traveled all over the state, all over the country. And we've gone to some of those, uh, what do they call them? Rallies? Rallies. Wouldn't be a, uh, a rally or rooters. I mean, the rioters or anything like that. Or oh. No, we go to those rallies, which we're are safe. We're respectful. Right. And we clean up after ourselves. Yep. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, that, and that's part of encouraging others and imparting knowledge. It is fun. But, all right. So until next time, what are you supposed to do? Dan, do you have the answer? Pray for our nation. You knew this. Oh, I, I, I agree See? with praying for a nation. Life I'm, is a test and so is this show. I, I agree with praying for a nation. I really <laughs> do agree. We need to pray for a nation. Go ahead. Pray for our leaders, representatives, elected officials. Hold on. You're wanting me to pray for our leaders. We just did an interview with Alex over a governor in New Jersey who is a ruler. Oh, there's the deal. There's the catch. You want me to pray for our leaders. I don't have to pray for him. He's not a leader. He's a ruler. You don't have anything on here about praying for your rulers. So very well. I'll pray for all of our leaders. Now, what is the definition of a leader? A leader is somebody who takes information from people, uses that information, and does what's good for that community based on their requests, not his opinion, not his authority. 
So you're going to make me add ruler to my list. So now I'm going to have to say, pray for your leaders, your representatives, your elected officials, and your rulers. We don't have any rulers. We have to pray for all of them, Dan. We don't have rulers. Even the ones you don't like, especially the ones you don't like. Wait a minute. I need to make it clear. The United States of America does not have any rulers. They have people that were hired to be leaders that are pretending to be rulers. We do not have any rulers. This is the United States. Remember, we're not in England. It's semantics. We're not in England. We do not. No. Okay, we got to go. All right. Pray for all of them, even the ones you don't like, especially the ones you don't want. (gasps) Oh, gosh, that hurt my ears. Don't do that again. Well, don't ask me that. Oh, my goodness. Be good to each other. Have a great week.